We're putting the Jake DeBrusque trade request to bed here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Yesterday, he talked about rescinding the request, wanting to be a Boston Bruin, played a bit coy about the reasons for rescinding the request, and we're going to talk about what he did say and what he doesn't have to say here on today's episode. So let's get into it, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins a daily listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, Please do smash that subscribe button on your podcast app and on the YouTube app so that you never miss a thing. YouTube subscribers will get some bonus breaking news, immediate reactions, as well as uh, some post-game reaction as well once the regular season gets going. Hope you're all having a great day so far. I dropped my kid off at school, had a nice walk through the woods, feeling refreshed and ready to talk about our Boston Bruins. I had said previously we were going to do three episodes this week until we ramp up heading into training camp next week, but here I am Wednesday already with the third episode because I just love talking about this team and there is some stuff to talk about today. Now over the summer, one of the big stories was Jake DeBrusque rescinding his trade request. This was made public around December of last year, and after Tuesday's captain's practice, in which DeBrusque took part, he was questioned on whether his decision to stay in Boston had anything to do with the Bruins' coaching change. DeBrusque said he respected the question, He's heard the speculation about his relationship with Bruce Cassidy, but he's opting to look forward and focusing on adjusting to the style system to be put in place by new bench boss Jim Montgomery. Now you can kind of read between the lines here. It's clear that DeBrusque and Cassidy didn't necessarily have the best relationship. We know that DeBrusque was open about his struggles through the COVID-19 pandemic, which is ongoing, by the way, uh, through lockdowns, some mental health struggles. His game suffered. His effort suffered. And Bruce Cassidy didn't let it slide, nor should he have as a head coach of a National Hockey League team. Was... DeBrusque's trade request rescinding, rescindment, rescinding, directly related. I don't know if you can do 2 plus 2 equals 4 here, but it's certainly part of the equation. Does Jake DeBrusque owe us a full explanation? No, of course not. 
it's a personal issue. It's between himself, Bruins management, his family, his closest friends. Professional athletes don't owe us an open look at their thoughts and feelings on everything. The reality is he's a member of the Boston Bruins and he is looking forward to continuing his career in black and gold. He said, everybody wants to think long-term when you can play in a city like Boston. Something that not many guys get, which is the privilege of playing for an original six team. Um, Something that you have to earn. It's a privilege. He signed for two more years and he was excited to do that, obviously, even with Bruce Cassidy still in the mix. He said it was a crazy year and a half for him, but playing for the Spoke to Beat is an honor. One of those things that hopefully I get off to a good start and produce and just go from there, do anything I can to help the team win. He said, he said at the end of last season, he was going to talk with his family, think things over. It was the support he got from the guys in the room last year. The guys in the room kept it tight and as one. You know, there are a lot of people in the media saying it's unfair for DeBrusque not to address the trade request that he was putting his teammates on the spot by making them answer for it. Uh, Taylor Hall specifically talked about it. But he said that's one thing he's always loved about this team. Always loved the boys, the city, everything else. This is where he's comfortable, and it wasn't that hard of a decision to make, especially after Bruce Cassidy was let go. Uh, Of Jim Montgomery, DeBrusque said he sounds very eager and excited to put his staple on the team. It's the first time he's gone through a coaching change, and it's a fresh start. Different systems, and they're all going to find out in training camp how it's going to work. It's obviously going to be a different training camp. It's exciting. It makes you eager for training camp. Don't know what drills you're coming your way. Don't know if you're just going to be bag skates or fun. Uh, And everybody's excited to be back in the city and revved up for training camp. And the work is continuing. He finished with 25 goals, two off his career high. And 42 points, which is one off his career high. And it was a surge of production following a very difficult 2020-2021. And again, he admitted to struggling with adapting to COVID-19 protocols and kind of that isolation. But he found his game playing on the top line, and that's where he's going to start the season once again. Um, Gives him a lot of confidence going into the season, knowing that that opportunity is there again. And... It makes you want it more and makes you want to do it constantly every night. So that's the story on Jake DeBrusque. He's excited to be a Boston Bruin. His decision to remain or to take his trade request off the table, definitely somewhat related to the coaching change. Not entirely. He loves the guys. He loves the city. He loves the team. And 
he had a productive last season. He might not get an opportunity to play with, but he definitely won't get an opportunity to play with the likes of Patrice Bergeron or Brad Marchand elsewhere. Grass isn't always greener on the other side, and hopefully it works out for both DeBrusque and the team. He's going to get a chance to start on the top line with Pavel Zaka. Talked yesterday about Patrice Bergeron um, hyping up Zaka. Charlie Coyle is excited about possibly getting to play with him later in the season. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, a quick word about betonline.net. Your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, including the second week of action coming up. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. So Pavel Zaka making an impression with the Boston Bruins. He's endeared himself to Patrice Bergeron. And Charlie Coyle um, is also eager to play with Zaka, likely when Brad Marchand returns from injury and Zaka might be deployed deeper in the lineup as a result of the Bruins having a pretty full top six. If everybody's healthy, of course. Now, Coyle has trained alongside the Czech native in Foxborough for the last several summers. Uh, they, they've become friends away from the rink. We all know Zaka already had a place in the area. And Coyle believes that can translate onto the ice at some point this season. Coyle said he, he wouldn't be upset if he got to play with Zaka. I guess we'll see in time here how things work out. He knew playing against him how skilled he was. He's a very good player. Every time Zaka played against the Bruins, it felt like he scored on them. So it's nice to have guys like that on your team and not working against you. Again, they got to know each other a bit uh, in recent summers as um, the two worked out in Massachusetts. And he's a very nice guy, very calm. Kind of quiet, but easy to get along with. He'll fit in fine wherever he goes. It's nice that he's here. He's going to fit so well in the locker room. And he's a heck of a talent, too, Coyle said. And he works at it. You like to see that in players, and you like those guys on your team with their good personality and how they are as people, too. Now, Zaka, of course, also had a relationship with... Um, Taylor Hall from their time in New Jersey together. So he's not coming in uh, as a stranger. Should note in six, sorry, in 19 career games against the Boston Ruins, Zaka had three goals and three assists. And uh, so it's not every time he scored against the Bruins, but a few times. And... I, for one, very excited to see him in black and gold. I'm kind of regretting not 
keeping him on my keeper team. I do have an opportunity to redraft him this uh, this weekend in a draft, but um, we'll see if, if that comes to fruition. A reminder that today the Bruins rookies will, or prospects, I guess I should say, will be taking to the ice for practice as they get ready for the prospects challenge coming up in Buffalo uh, this weekend. Uh, there will be some media availability after that and uh, keep you up to date on all things Prospects Challenge here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I know a lot of people are excited to see some of these young guys in action. Unfortunately, Brett Harrison won't be there as he was injured in a preseason game against uh, the Guelph Storm of the OHL uh, for whom Matthew Poitra plays. Uh, He will be in attendance. The OHL regular season here in Guelph, at least, gets underway on the 30th, and I plan to be there on opening night. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make your second listen the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. All right, let's wrap it up with some news and notes from around the NHL. Another young player signed an eight-year contract with uh, their team, and that would be Jordan Cairo of the St. Louis Blues. Eight years, $65 million, an average annual value of $8.125 million. And that continues a trend of players signing the max length contract this offseason. There's been a bunch around the NHL. Cairo, uh, Tim Stutzel and the Ottawa Senators. Jonathan Huberto with the Calgary Flames. Matthew Kachuk, conversely, with the uh, Florida Panthers. Those two players were traded for one another. Uh, Josh Norris in Ottawa. Mikhail Sergachev, Anthony Sorelli, Eric Cernak in Tampa Bay. Robert Thomas was another guy in St. Louis who signed. Valerie Nachushkin, Colorado Avalanche, and Philip Forsberg of the Nashville Predators. All those players signed eight-year extensions this summer. There's a few who signed seven-year contracts with new teams as well. Dazem Kadri, Calgary, Johnny Godreau, Columbus, Vincent Trocek with the New York Rangers. We need to get that kind of momentum going with David Posternock. Uh, in fact, Jake DeBrusque talked about um, Posternock yesterday. He was asked about his uh, contract extension or lack thereof at this point. Jake DeBrusque said, we're good buddies. We obviously all would love for Pasta to stay here. And I think he wants to too. Having said that, DeBrusque said he hadn't talked to him in a little bit. He's kind of been icing him. Don't know how good of friends we are anymore. Obviously, 
that's a bit of a joke on his part. But Pasternak has yet to make an appearance at captain's practices this week. Uh, I think based on his Instagram, he's still over in Europe. At least he was over the weekend attending a uh, soccer game. David Krejci has yet to make an appearance as well, as has Taylor Hall. Uh, He was in Toronto as of a couple days ago uh, as well. So these guys, you know, it's not concerning. It's still early, of course. Um, They're not obligated to be there until training camp begins. But it would be nice to see Pasternak make an appearance, get in Boston, hopefully hammer out a contract before training camp begins, or at least before the regular season begins. So, Pasta Watch continues, and hopefully his name is added to this list of players that sign max contract extensions here moving forward. There's no word yet on the official training camp roster for the Boston Bruins. There could be a PTO here and there. Obviously, the Bruins are... Um, pretty close to the cap. Could still see a trade or two here and there. Uh, we could still see someone assigned to the AHL. So keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold as training camp is expected to begin uh, probably next Wednesday or Thursday. That's it for today's episode, my friends. Wanted to just do a quick update on Jake DeBrusque. Again, not specifically saying it was due to Bruce Cassidy being let go, but he's not not saying that either. And it really doesn't matter. It's his decision. It's his life. He doesn't owe us a full explanation. And there's a whole whack of personal things going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. And we can speculate until the cows come home. But the reality is Jake DeBrusque will be on the top line for the Boston Bruins at the start of the season. Jim Montgomery is the head coach. And hopefully that is a successful relationship. Hope you're all having a good week. I recommend getting out there for a walk. Like I said, I started my morning that way. And it really did help the mental health. And uh, happy Wednesday, my friends. It's fall closer and closer. I love the cooler air out there. I love the leaves turning and uh, just a great time of year. Bruins hockey, so close you can smell it in the air and I am so excited about that. So yeah, take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.